Now, quick update, people, on um, my neighborhood, my neighborhood, and what's going down in the neighborhood lately. As of yeah, late, we talked about uh, the restaurant that was shady before. As of late, uh, the the Greek restaurant Alexandros mm-hmm. was open. Oh yeah, yeah, for one hour. <laughs> How do you know it was open for an hour? You like I got the binoculars out. No, the I was going for a walk, and as I was walking, they turned on the lights. <laughs> I went out for pizza. I came back, <laughs> shut down again. Not open. Hasn't been open since. Good thing you didn't stop in for That's Euros. right. Otherwise, Euros, you would have been locked in. What happens if you go in and then they shut down? I don't know. And and my rent situation with the landlords? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to let you know that I got a free month's rent. <laughs> they told Congratulations. Me. They have no idea. None. They just, they, they literally, I got a receipt on a post-it note, and they have no idea that we didn't pay the month before. You could just make a you know receipt yourself with the post-it I'm, note. I think I'm going to donate back. it to charity, probably. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Here comes some wisdom. And here comes the truth. And here comes your favorite podcast, always still made for you. <clears throat> okay, I'll do this one. <laughs> okay, I'm timing you. <laughs> okay, go. Episode twelve of Here Comes Some Wisdom. Welcome. What? What you mean? It's not episode twelve. What are you, Brent? <laughs> okay, episode eleven. That's of right. Some wisdom, yeah. Episode you know, eleven doesn't mean anything to me. That's the thing. No, we you just know, had ten. We just had ten. Ten's cool. I tried to get Little Wayne to come do a theme song for episode eleven. He's like, "Call me when it's episode twenty-five. Then Little Wayne will come." Oh <laughs> no, eleven's nothing. What's eleven, uh-huh. Brent? Anything? Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be something more than scripted intros from Carter, though. <laughs> he's been he's been saving that joke for a long time. He's been he's been like oh no, he wrote down no. in his life log like someday I'm gonna wait till it's episode eleven and say it's episode twelve. Like Brent did twice it's, last. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. You, you're on to Brent and his comedic Come on. stylings. This this comedic mind can think on its feet like I just so it's all, yeah. So we promise you it's all uphill from here. Yes, mm-hmm. I, it can only get better, people. I'm sorry. Episode 12 is something special. Even 13 is kind of cool. 14 is almost 15. 15 is almost 20. 11 is nothing. But it's going to get better. If you want to email the show, where do you email, email us? Here comes some wisdom at gmail.com. Please email the show, people. You've made it this far. Get in touch. Yeah. Want to check out the blog, Carter? Where's your, where do we go into Carter's mind here? Here comes some wisdom.blogspot.com. All right. Spread the wisdom, people. Enjoy the show. Carter, are you by the microphone? No, I'm under the desk. <laughs> What's Carter doing? I'm under the desk, man. Oh. Job to marker, you know. Carter, I don't think you're screech anymore. No. No. Is it because I got a lot more handsome lately? No. 
<laughs> have you gotten a lot more handsome lately? I'd say so. Oh, I didn't. I did Hair's not. growing out. Going to get a new haircut soon. Oh, yeah, and you've been going to the gym. Going to the gym, yeah. I was going to say you're more of like... Slater? Murder, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Agatha Christie? Is that who? Is that her name? I think so. Angela Lansbury. Agatha Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Agatha Christie. Isn't that, like a, isn't that a female novelist? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. For old women. Well, yeah. I, I may have uh, taped Murder on the Orient Express from 1970 or 74 on the DVR last week because it got a good review. So An Agatha Christie? Movie, yeah. It's a mystery, I guess. You someone sit home gets... and you knit and drink tea? <laughs> I'm guessing someone gets killed on this Orient Express and <laughs> they try to figure out who, who did it. Who done it? In who a nice, safe it. way. <laughs> yeah. In a nice, respectable way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's just like like the, the construction worker and the, the accountant meeting in the, in the you know, the... The, the dining room of the train talking about, okay, I believe it was this person. But yeah, Murder, She Wrote is like the same thing. So those two people are like interchangeable, really. <laughs> well, I think Paul McCartney is actually Angela Lansbury as well. <laughs> I've always gotten that vibe that he actually, I think Angela Lansbury was in the Beatles. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, like old Paul or like new Paul? All Paul. He's always looked exactly <laughs> like Angela Lansbury. When, you know the Paul is dead theory, right? You guys know yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Paul, Paul died in 60-something, and someone yeah, took over. Yeah, someone most. posted it on Twitter, and it was a big hoax, and just spread, spread like wildfire through the online, you know? Well, this isn't a Twitter thing, Carter. <laughs> oh, I know, I'm joking. Oh, like, oh you got me. Oh, you, I got you. you That's got how, me. Rumors would have been awesome, like, in the 60s, before there was, like, the internet, like, you could debunk something in one second by, like, you know, going to TMZ or something. Yeah, you could, could just be, sit like, around making up lies. Yeah, someone would just tell you, yeah, man, Paul's dead. Listen to this song on the new Beatles album. If you listen to it backwards, it says something about Paul not being here anymore. And, like, and Angela Lansbury that is taking true. a spot. Yeah, like, that's that's true. People would wait, like, years thinking Paul's dead or something. <laughs> I don't you know. think it was the Stone Age. It wasn't like they lit smoke signals to send it across the world. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't like, oh, Paul's on Saturday Night Live. He's on Letterman, you know. You'd go a long time seeing, not seeing Paul. That's or you'd be, like, the upper, upper, upper deck of, of Wembley Stadium. And you'd be like, that looks like Paul, but it could be Angela Lansbury. <laughs> they did have that's my British. That's my British accent. Looks like Paul, but it could be Angela Lansbury. It's like a confused Southerner. <laughs> like a, it's like, like a, a Southerner scientist, which really there aren't no, much of. What was that show in the fifties? Leave it to Beaver. You sound like Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> oh, no, but I think I, I envision you now more as like the podcast mom. Keep you guys in line. You're just kind of a nice old lady, Carter. You're no more screech. You've moved up to Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Oh, thank you. And well, we did get an email about uh, <laughs> me looking like Screech from um, someone in this on the show's significant other said I look like Gabe from The Office. If anybody <laughs> picks up on that reference, no, nope. that's much nope. better. Is that Lost better? Me. I don't think it's much better. I replied, <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks. I don't think that's any bit better though. <laughs> oh, is Gabe the black guy? No, Gabe is the guy who looks exactly like <laughs> Okay, you guys are getting my humor today, and I'm not getting yours. It's just, you should call it off. Call this episode off. This will be a lost episode. Never to hit the airways. 
Okay, let's do, let's bring Carter down a little bit here. I'm gonna do some, for so that. we, so Carter, we had an idea for a seg on the show, right? Where there is some personality quiz. Did mm-hmm. where you, it's pretty simple, but it's I think Trevor, you told me about it. And you're like, this is amazing, and it's it is. Yeah, so you click on some colors. What you click on them for your favorite color to your least favorite color, whichever so one's it's appealing one, to you at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a one-screen thing. It's like the words say, click on these colors in the, in the order that are most appealing to you. That's it. And That's then, the whole directions. Yeah. That's, that, is, that is it. It's like one line. Yeah, so, and then after you do that, it says, the same thing comes up again. It says, can you repeat the colors in the same order? No. So then you go and do that, and then it gives you a... No, it just says, it doesn't say to repeat it. Oh, it yeah, doesn't? It says, no. It says, it says just, you don't have to repeat it. It says wait three minutes and then just do however you feel in three minutes. Oh. See, that's what's wrong with society. Right there. Both <laughs> Brent, of well, you. didn't listen. Both didn't read. Well, Carter's no. just like, I didn't know what I was doing, so I just, like, clicked everything. Yeah, you it's know like, why? Because I, I saw the other instructions that were left out of it at big letters at the bottom. This survey will take approximately 15 minutes. And I was like, I don't got 15 minutes. I don't, took, got, I don't got time to watch the entire season of Angel in a week. It took <laughs> three minutes, Carter. I know it took three minutes, but it said it, took, it was going to take 15. So I was like, screw this. And I just clicked around randomly. <laughs> and you sent me a message. You're like, oh, I think I'm on the wrong one. It's like one color. I'm like, you mean eight colors? You can't count? You're like, oh, I think it's just one color in the middle you click or something. And then you got to do it again. It's like. No. You were putting words into my mouth. Oh, you were so confused by clicking a mouse on colors. No, because I thought like it was like a quiz. Like, how does this make you feel? You know, not like Kay. just colors. First so of this all, did everybody. Get our person- yeah, so this, go ahead. Search for this. If you are listening to this. We'll post I, it on the blog. No, wait, we, we can't post it on the blog. Well, also we are search put a link. We're going to put a link or search on the blog. Color quiz. Just color quiz. That's all you need to search. Those, those Google color quiz. Go to it. It's this crappy, like, 1997 website. Now, if you're going to go that far, do it right. <laughs> Click, Listen to the instructions. Look at the eight colors on the screen briefly, and then whichever ones are drawing your attention, like whichever one you're gravitating towards, just click it, and then click on the one that grabs your mind next. Click, 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 couple seconds, right? Done. You just eliminate everything. And then it says, click on this to go to the next thing. And it says, wait three minutes, press this button, and here comes another eight colors. And you're not... You don't have to repeat the colors. You just click on whatever is drawing your attention again. And then it gives you what I would say is the most most earth-shatteringly honest assessment of you. That it, it's like it should be called like the quiz that tells you things you don't want to admit about yourself. It's the most spooky personality test. And I'm like the most skeptical person about personality tests because I think they're all just pseudoscience garbage. But this thing is dark. It is dark. Some of the things it says are just, oh, scary stuff. I don't know if it was correct about me. It talked about my insatiable sexual appetite. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know. I didn't. I I clicked out of there. As soon as I see anything on the computer. It says sex. It says sex. I'm out of there. Then I clear the history and everything. It's like, oh, my God. What just happened (laughs) What have I done? What have I done? I feel dirty. (laughs) I feel dirty. So it said something about that. It said you're like a nymph or what, Carter? Like a... (laughs) Is that what they call it? Nymph? Can a guy be a nymph? 
That's short if, for something, right? I think if you're a nymphomaniac. Okay. If, if that doesn't have anything to do with phlegm. Now, if you, uh, <laughs> if you, if you're a guy, I think you're a sex addict. Tiger Woods mm. is a sex addict, not a nymphomaniac, mm. I believe. But I do think that quiz was perfect for Carter. Yeah. Yeah, he broke the quiz. <laughs> he ruined it. But that's perfect. <laughs> Why? Why do something that would take three minutes to do <laughs> it properly? Said it was going to take fifteen. <laughs> Carter overcomplicated it and ruined it. So instead, it. just do rat. Yeah, instead, just grind things together, make it work. Uh, yeah, it was like, oh, Trevor's got another idea for the podcast. Let me just get this over with so I can say I did it. <laughs> and you were disqualifying you were disqualifying people from the uh, the uh, iTunes gift card contest because they couldn't read directions, Carter. Oh, looks and like I'm look- just a piece of crap hypocrite after all this time. <laughs> That's the worst. Ugh. I've been exposed. <laughs> but seriously, people, go to the color quiz and do it. Brent, did you do it? Yeah. Did you do it wrong, though, still? Mm. However, I did it. It seemed fine. Did you try and repeat it, though? Yeah. Oh, I can't do it. you got to do it again. It'll take three minutes someday to do it. It'll tell you all kinds of things about yourself that you don't want to know. So true, in fact, that no one else is sharing what their results are. So they must oh, be I true. Would, I wouldn't so. share your results. Yeah, so I would never, I would never let this. other people read, read these things until probably like next week on the podcast where I'll read yeah, my whole print out. Because you know, like you once revealed I've, the bond. Once I've given up the bonnet, I have nothing <laughs> left. I'm stripped down as a man. I'm like Arnold in Terminator when he <laughs> appears in a fireball naked in the parking lot. I've been stripped down to my core self. And that's I'm the Terminator not- two for the week. You got yeah. it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for Guns N' Roses to uh, take us to the, the curtains. Over, under, in the next month, how many podcasts will end with Guns N' Roses? <laughs> Isn't that true? Isn't, like, gas and orange juice napalm or something? Or maybe I read that in, like, a book or something. Or... You're probably thinking about, like, Agent Orange. <laughs> maybe it's, like, Dennis Leary told me that. I don't know. I swear, am I crazy? Really? No. You're thinking Agent Orange. No, I think gas plus orange juice can make like some kind of explosive. <laughs> Quote me. Uh, we, we got an email this week uh, with a really, a really good segment idea uh, from a new listener. So once again, uh, like I've been saying, we've been getting a couple um, messages and emails from people that are just new to the show and are just discovering right now. So that's really awesome. So thanks for... Uh, Thanks for telling friends, and thanks for spreading the spreading the wisdom, people, and getting new listeners out there. So, uh, Cheryl r- writes here, uh, I'm really enjoying your podcast so far. I feel like I'm listening to what men talk about when ladies aren't around. Now, first of all, let me just address that part of the email. <laughs> if, if you think this is what guys talk about... <laughs> I don't think we're your prototypical manly men, Cheryl. I, don't, I, think, <laughs> I think we're mostly just... Three kind of like awkward people that uh, try and manage. Speak, to, yeah. Try and speak just keep it your, together. <laughs> speak for yourself, man. Yeah, Carter, you sucking back beef jerky right now? Two fists no. and some beers in your man yeah, cave. I, I, oh, actually, Brent's got a man cave. Don't you, a, Brent? No, I have a basement. <laughs> okay. I think I. The, everyone I've been, seems to love. That's so much. <laughs> I've been told Brent's getting a man cave from what I've, what I've been told. 
So maybe we are manly men, Cheryl, but trust me, we're not. Uh, so now the, the segment idea, um, what would your parents have named you if you were born girls? Yeah. Now, anyone know I'm this for this real? One. I'm sort of out of this one. If you have a sister, doesn't that sort of kill it? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Cheryl, but I guess you know what they would have named. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, Carter. But carry on, Carter. Could be Carla. Could be something like that. Keep the vehicular <laughs> beginning of the name, you know, or or something oh. female, female screech, you know, <laughs> screechette, screech, screecherilla. I don't know. Uh, no. I honestly, honestly, as soon as I got this email, I, I like called my mom because I I have some pretty f- weird situations from my childhood, and I was like, Mom, what what would you? Because I remember there was a big fight between my parents about they one of them wanted to name me Trevor and the other one wanted to name me Garnet. Oh, so yeah, you remember so, this? Well, no, I like I've been told this. This is like my my dad okay, has been like, yeah, this. she wanted to name you this. And my mom would be like, oh, he, he wanted to name you this. I thought and you like, meant was... this argument was going on until you were, like, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so there was already, uh, over my, my, my birth name, there was already a little controversy. Yeah, they kept changing it on me. My dad would only call me uh, Trevor, and my mom would only call me Garnet, and they refused to come to a middle ground. But, so, now, apparently my mother would have named me uh, Tracy, apparently, was what she would have named me. Uh, so woohoo! I would have sounded like a '80s stripper or something. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry oh, if, if, no. any, if there's any Tracys that are listening right now. Uh, you can shut this off now. <laughs> but the joke in my family has always been that my mother always wanted a girl, uh, which I think is I think that's not even remotely close to an exaggeration at all. <laughs> I remember as a child, my mother used to think it was the funniest thing in the world to dress me up like a gypsy girl and take me around to all the neighbors' houses in the countries. <laughs> and I had, like, I had no problems with this. To me, it was like, it was just a good time. She, you know, like a wig. She had this wig, this gypsy wig. And uh, like, like just lying around the house. Yeah, gypsy yeah. She's like, I bought this in case I have a boy. <laughs> so yeah, put the makeup on, nice rosy cheeks, lipstick, lots of jewelry. I used to love putting on the clip-on jewelry. Uh, I don't know if I wore a dress. I don't know if it went oh, that far. Man. But then she would take me around and pretend, oh, I just found this gypsy girl on the side of the road. And like take me over to the old people's houses. And they'd be like, ha, 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 ha. And I just thought this was the funniest thing ever. I, I thought it was so clever. And I thought they didn't know who I really was, right? Because you're a kid. You really believe that they think you're a gypsy on the side of the road. Sorry, again, if there's any gypsy listeners. Um, just turn this off again. But so that was... Um, that was one of the things. And then for Halloween, I never got to pick my Halloween costumes as a child. I was always Raggedy Ann, basically. <laughs> not Raggedy Andy, since I was a guy. I'm not kidding. For like three Halloweens in a row, my mother wanted to dress me up as Raggedy Ann. So I the same gypsy wig, just like no, pigtails? No, no, no. No, it was another, it was another This wig. is a whole nother, whole nother get up. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and I had no. I didn't think. I was like, "All right, let's do it." Sound that sounds like a good costume. Let's let's go for it. 
Just go for it. Just go for it. All right. So we're going for it. So, yeah. And then I think when I got a little older, I was like, you know, kindergarten, grade one, grade two. I started, started getting wise. I started realizing that maybe this wasn't what everybody else was for Halloween. And maybe their moms didn't dress them up like gypsy girls. <laughs> They're all pirates and tigers. Yeah, tough and, guys. And here comes this little gypsy girl. Yeah, here's the gypsy girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, another really awesome, embarrassing thing that this kind of this kind of brings me back to flashbacks. Another kind of awkward, awkward thing was as a child. Till I was like six, I'm probably crying a little bit on the inside. With well, till I was five, actually, they they got rid of it by the time I was in elementary school because I think I would have been a social reject. Not that I'm not, but I used to have to wear a bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm well, not. You're bringing this out. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I for many for many years, I used to be very sensitive about this. People, I, I was always so worried that people would tease me because I used to wear a bonnet. And I mean, it was on me all the time. I had to wear it constantly because I had uh, really bad ears. I had uh, ear infections. I had tubes put in three different times. I remember once my tubes popped out while I was on a tractor in a field. It was pretty exciting. Uh, wearing a bonnet on a tractor. My gender roles were really screwed up. I <laughs> but it's... What? It's it's quite amazing that uh, how you how you've turned out <laughs> really without any side effects. <laughs> side effects? What are you saying, Carter? <laughs> side effects like having uh, issues with gender gender identity. That's true. Like that's that. true. But I remember. I remember it's a medical condition. I remember that I had um, this bonnet on, and yeah, I wore this little blue bonnet forever. I was always on my head, and. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a girlfriend who I was like, we were talking about things from our childhood or whatever we were talking. And I kind of shared with her the fact that I, I, I think my mom might have shown her a picture that I wore a bonnet. <laughs> was and, it just frilly and fluffy too, by the way? No, it was a knit, a little knit wool bonnet. And okay. uh, I think I could find a picture of it maybe. <laughs> and uh, I, could pro- I could definitely find pictures of me dressed up like a gypsy girl as well. So maybe someday if I, when I go home, I could get my mother to give me the gypsy pictures and the bonnet pictures. But I, um, I, I told her about my bonnet experiences, and she told her sister, and her sister was a good friend of mine, and one night we were playing some kind of board game, and you had to make up the answers. And it was like, what is A, like a form of uh, martial arts? What is, what is B, an alcoholic beverage? Or what is C, a little boy that had to wear a bonnet as a child? <laughs> and I got up and screamed. I was like, you promised you would never tell. <laughs> I got up and like stormed out of the room. <laughs> I was so hurt. <laughs> now everybody knows. Oh, I don't care. Anymore. I've, 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 I'm out of the you're, closet bonnet-wise. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. The bonnet, yeah. I'm You've come post-bonnet. Bonnet. I'm post-bonnet. Yeah. Oh, it still hurts to talk about a little bit. Oh, because I I remember when I, when I was a kid, they used to throw me in ice baths because that's what they thought you were supposed to do when you had like I used to have fevers. I almost died like three times as a kid, so they would just <laughs> take me to the hospital and throw me in ice baths, and I would basically. It felt like I was being stabbed everywhere in my body at once. Trevor, how old are you? It seems like you were born in like 1910. 
That's what Raggedy they... Ann gypsies <laughs> bonnets, ice baths, dying of fevers. Because because of my ear infections, my ear uh, infections were so bad that I almost died a couple times. So uh, they they would throw me an ice bath, and the only thing that would help me uh, get over it was phenobarb, which is basically heroin, but uh, drinkable. <laughs> so. So I would drink. I was I by the time I was five, I was addicted to heroin, basically. <laughs> so so I used to stand in in the farm in the kitchen, in front of the stove at four o'clock and eight o'clock, or eight o'clock in the morning and four o'clock at night. Every day I would stand there with my mouth open. I wouldn't say I would stand there with my mouth open until someone gave me a spoonful of phenobarb. And they had to wean me off. It took like six months to wean me off of like basically heroin. So let's let's recap. Trevor, you were the you were the craziest five year old. You had made out with two chicks. <laughs> I know. And addicted. To that's some that's what I was gonna say. By the time I was five, I already had my first STD, chickenpox. I'll never forgive you, Jennifer. Um, I had already become. I already had my first uh, experience with alcohol. I got drunk by accident, and was talking to my care bearers. And then my mom thought. That if she took me to the hospital, that Child and Family Services would take me away from her. So she, she just basically made me walk it off. I was addicted to, to morphine. Uh, and I was a cross-dresser. <laughs> so, You've lived. I have. I have. You've lived. <laughs> So I think like for it seems like there's such a break. Would you agree between like nerds and non-nerds? And a part of it is just if you just <laughs> go for something, once again, just go for it. It's so easy to get into something. Maybe that's why people would say like playing with a Ouija board is maybe people do know something like, oh, just play with a Ouija board. Yeah, it's just this first time. Yeah, oh, it's fake. Oh, it. now. Because yeah, until now, like... I've watched some shameful TV shows that I keep like in <laughs> a special box in my basement where <laughs> nobody the knows. Bad it. cave. Yeah. A special box. What's it called? A special box in the bad cave. Is it called Netflix? No, that's that's it, apparently my recent my recent views on Netflix though are also my special thing. I could never <laughs> I could never actually show somebody they come over watch a movie because then what would come up would just be. The recommended watchings would be so humiliating. Yes. So it'd be like, so would the Everest documentary that we talked about, would that be something you're embarrassed of or would that be like? No. No, I'd say what. I think it would be like Buffy season one. Yeah. Something something I have been able to avoid for all of my years through high school and university and beyond is the Buffy the Buffy universe. And and that's a lot to avoid because you've got a lot of friends who put a lot of pressure on you. What, who who yeah. would do that? <laughs> so I think it's because I saw one show one when. Now this is probably for somebody who's seen Buffy. It's probably the end of every season, but the <laughs> high school is under attack <laughs> by some sort of worm thing. But it was basically a hand puppet. I think that's <laughs> isn't that like the end of? I've never watched Buffy, but isn't that like really late, like the end of season six or something? No, this was no. The very world's early. always ending. Oh, okay. So that just turned me. I was, this is complete garbage, and just turned it off forever. But Netflix just popped up Angel for me. 
One day it decided. Yeah. And so, so if your friends, you've, you've if, been really reading the Twilight books, and so you and vampires are really, you know, you're looking for more vampire-based entertainment. So, right. So, if your friends tell you to watch something because it's really good, you won't. But if if Netflix tells you, you're like, okay, Netflix, I trust you. I'll do it. Yes. <laughs> I pay you seven dollars a month. The Church of Netflix. No. <laughs> so I tried one, and it's bad. Like, it's embarrassing. It's soap opera with puppets once again. Just the worst tech stuff that just cannot believe this is a show. Which but one? But I kept Angel. <laughs> so that was my first experience with it. But then just kept going. Thought yep. I'd give it a proper chance. And now made it through season one in about a week. And it's the best thing ever. <laughs> You're hooked. Could, yeah. So I'm about what eight years behind, but we might I might be starting spinning off my own angel cast, <laughs> the angel which I think could be good for nobody because just replacing me with Tash. Yeah. Brent, you should you should have an angel cast. Yeah, that would make nobody happy because anyone who does know anything about it, like yeah, uninformed angel opinions would that would drive people. You could go episode Completely by So what's going to happen next? Uh, this is kind of good. I like, and everybody knows every episode inside out, and Brent has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> they, they could re-experience watching Angel for the first time ever through you. They could relive the joy of it. Mm-hmm. You could have a reaction to every episode. Mm-hmm. But I just can't help. I'm, I'm probably selling it short just by saying it's garbage, but then it gets so, it's so good. That's right. All of a sudden, everything that happens matters, and other shows just can't compare. Somebody pops up once as like a random thing, and then it's like half a season later, they're back. And then a little bit later, all of a sudden, they're a main character. It's like, this is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's a very smart, very, very smart series. So how can these shows be like the smartest shows on TV while being so, so bad? (laughs) Are you putting it like smart up up there with like the wire and stuff or Oh the Carter, you and the wire. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm getting opinion about Greek shippers and stuff like that. <laughs> One thing I want to talk about, and this has been this is really it's been a lifelong kind of thing and then it's really been popping up lately in, in the news and, and, and such. I think old people say and such. But first of all, I still don't believe that airplanes are real. Even though, even though I've taken airplanes many times, I'm not. I'm not a hillbilly. I've taken those flying birds before. I still think it's just somebody like driving on a highway and really fast on a plane. They're just lying. That it's like it's just because every time I see airplanes, I'm like, that doesn't work. I still don't believe it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm doing too much Carter physics, and uh, I still don't understand airplanes, and they confuse me so much. But I just accept them and go with. I just go for it, flying. I guess not that risky. But the other thing too is um, another thing. I want to know, listeners or you guys, do you know anybody that has ever died in an airplane crash? No, because that might not be the best thing to ask our <laughs> listeners. You're gonna get an email go, "My father died." No, we span we span the globe. The the wisdom wranglers are everywhere, and I'm guaranteeing you that none of them know anybody that's ever died in a plane crash. 
like you have to go like so many separations. Like for me, I you know went to Lollapalooza, watched DJ Am play one song, and then I ran off to the next band. And then he got in a plane crash, and his bodyguard died. So I know DJ Am's bodyguard, bodyguard died. Like it's like always like three separations. It's not like me and DJ Carter. We're on first name basis, but we're not friends. Either. Probably not real. That's all I'm saying. I don't think airplane crashes are real. I don't. Yeah, I can't. I don't think. think I don't think airplanes are real, one. and I don't think airplane crashes are real. I don't, I don't buy it. But but then, airplanes have really been making me angry lately. Like airplanes. Mm-hmm. All I've got to say is this: airplanes. What's going on? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, airplanes. Hey, what is going on already? You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where do I even begin? Air traffic controllers. In the last week, like three of them have fallen asleep. <laughs> and airplanes have had to make like crazy emergency landings. Okay? People in a job whose job it is to stay awake for like eight hours and not fall asleep are falling asleep and they're getting like paid crazy money to live in a tower and then they ruin it. And then there's people flying in the air. Waiting to land, you know, going to run out of fuel and die, okay? Airplanes are landing in rivers. <laughs> Airplanes are f- ripping apart in the air. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Yeah, it was lost. It happened, what, six years ago on ABC? Oh, TV reel, yeah. <laughs> no, but the roof ripped off a plane, right? Yeah, Southwest, your bags fly for free, and sometimes you might fly out of the plane. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, okay, so the roof ripped off a plane. Like, what is this? Like, what is going on here? Now, airplanes are running into each other on the runways. Getting on the tarmac. They're hitting each other. Planes are hitting each other. Pilots are falling asleep while flying. And missing their destinations. <laughs> it's, it's, if people really died in airplanes, it would have happened last week. I, I don't understand what's going on. Airplanes, what's happening? Like I said, you were born in 1910. <laughs> That's right. So do you guys have anything? Are you guys confused by airplanes? Are you worried? Are you guys flying? Any- Brent, you just flew. Yeah. Flew to Vegas, L.A. Yeah, you've been L.A. Seems all right. <laughs> I don't know. I have my. I do understand. I have my doubts about how they actually work. <laughs> okay. It seems like magic, but they're pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. So don't eat them. <laughs> it would be good for your diet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, I floated people. People's planes, like two-person planes, right? With people that have, like, you know, I maybe I was a little worried getting into a plane, but it turned out all right. And I remember one time my friend was flying a plane. He took me up, and as we were coming in, there was some back in our hometown. And he was coming in over, uh, coming into the airport. He has to cross a highway right before the landing strip, and mm-hmm. he failed. He failed to mention. Um, by the way, as we're coming mm-hmm. in really low to the ground, and we go over the highway. Um, the highway is really hot. So there's like this giant hot air pocket constantly rising. So we're going to, we're going to jump about five feet in a half. What is this pilot wings where you got the hang glider and you got to shoot for the hot air pockets to get more altitude? No, man. Or is this a real life? No. So he failed. There's actual hot pockets. He failed to mention that, that 
we were going to jump 10 feet in the air in a, a millisecond, and then I'd puke in my mouth because I thought we were about to die. I, I was <laughs> honestly, in the plane, we were like probably like 30 or 40 feet off the ground coming in because it's like a really tight landing. And all of a sudden we jumped and I like looked at the window. I'm like, I'm going to jump out and just go for it. I'm not crashing. I think I could just roll it out. Like, you know, just roll it out. Just jump and roll and make it out of the airplane. But I was ready to open the door and go for it. Roll, roll, if you will, uh, Terminator 2 style off the nitrogen truck. Just jump onto the roof of the landing strip. I didn't know landing strips have roofs. Oh, I thought the landing strip was a strip club next to the airport. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that one's done. <laughs> the funniest joke I've ever told. Hey, I hate you, Carter. <laughs> So, Carter, what episode have we just listened to? What, what episode have we just finished? Episode 11. That's well, right. Beginnings. So now That's you get right. it right. Now you get it this right. Is, this is the new era. This is the post-episode 10 era. Yeah. <laughs> I have it written down on my hand here. It's episode 11. Don't get ahead of yourself, son. No, so episode 11 of Here Comes Some Wisdom. Thank you very much for listening. People want to email the show. They can email us at herecomesthewisdom at gmail.com. And if they want to check out the blog, Brent, where do they go? www.herecomeswisdom.blogspot.com oh. All right, people. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I really mean it. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend. Keep the wisdom going. Spread the wisdom. And we'll be back next week. Carter, are you by the microphone? No, I'm under the desk. What's Carter doing? I'm under the desk, man. Oh. Dropped a marker, you know. Oh, I thought I thought you were under the desk, Carter, because of the hurricane was coming in, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is it's... the weather report. <laughs> <laughs> that was the foghorn. <laughs> Cue the foghorn now. <laughs> okay, next week. Next week we're gonna get this right. We're gonna get a real foghorn. Don't worry. So now. We were talking last week. I introduced the, the weather report with uh, with the hurricane, uh, a character from my childhood who pierced his ear on the bus. Well, this week we're going back to the bus again, people. Get we're going on back the bus. to the bus. Get That's right. Get, get back on the bus, hurricane. Now this time I'm going to tell you about. I told you he was into body mods, right? Piercing his ear on the bus. Well, mm-hmm. him and his brother, they decided they were going to go halfers. <laughs> On a tattoo gun. <laughs> that you'd find in like a, a real tattoo shop. I don't know where they got it. Maybe the How back old? of a cop. Yeah. I need a little bit more. How old? Grade guy, 10. Like in grade 12. Grade, okay. Grade 9, 10. Somewhere so 14, in there. 14, 15. <laughs> That's good age. My first tattoo gun. They bought a tattoo gun. And then they got one of those giant batteries that you can get. Almost like a car battery, but like a Duracell. And somehow rigged that up. To power the tattoo gun? Portable. You know, you, you, you need to do uh, tattoos on the go. You then, they used, then they used pen ink. 
So just when things don't look, I mean, it looks like they've got a pretty sound operation going on here, right? Like they're, they're, they're all up and clear. Well, where do you think a good place to give a tattoo would be? A sterile environment. How about a bus? <laughs> Buses are pretty steady, hey? Oh, yeah, you know, and I bet these are the cool kids that are sitting at the back, you know, where right behind the e- rear axle. Where it's extra steady. Yeah. So they proceed to take turns on a bus ride within the course of one bus ride, tattooing spiders on each other's hands. <laughs> on the, I'm a little kid, and I'm like, I'm so scared. These people are piercing their ears and tattooing themselves on the bus. And the bus driver mm-hmm. is mentally unstable, to say the least. <laughs> Next week, I'll tell you what happens to the bus driver. It's not good. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the weather report.